Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is According to Callus. This is episode 217, and we are going to continue on with the Republican Party of Texas's platform for 2022. And by now, you've probably heard that we've embraced far-right extremist platform stuff. Oh, and we also openly declared what we all know about the 2020 election, that it was a joke. But nevertheless, we shall continue. We are on the section labeled Business, Commerce, and Transportation. I shall read and insert my info when necessary. Utilities, we encourage free market solutions for providing utilities whenever possible. Power grid, we urge that the Texas legislature pass legislation to harden the Texas electric grid, increasing capacity, being prepared for all hazards, including cyber attacks, physical attacks, geomagnetic storms, EMP, and extreme weather events. Hmm, I wonder if that might have had something to do with what's... Uh, gone on the last two years. And carbon tax. We oppose all efforts to classify carbon dioxide as a pollutant. Um, another one. Midland, not Moscow. We fully support and encourage greater energy production in the Permian Basin and throughout Texas, as well as the necessary policies and infrastructure and investments of roads, pipelines, and ports, and support Texas workers to help... <clears throat> America's energy security, instead of increasing our reliance on foreign governments that do not benefit America or our allies. Interestingly enough, I'm not sure why we're bringing up our allies for energy security, but um, so be it. Uh, environment. We oppose environmentalism that obstructs the legitimate business interests and private property use, including the regulatory taking of property by governmental agencies. We oppose the Abuse of Endangered Species Act to confiscate and limit the use of personal property and to infringe on a property owner's livelihood. We support defunding of climate justice initiatives and the abolition of Environmental Protection Agency the repeal of the Endangered Species Act, and we oppose the America the Beautiful Initiative, also known as the 30 by 30 program. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you would think that we're writing law here, but this is just the platform, our way of informing the Texas State Legislature that we are pretty much aware of what's going on and we would like them to deal with these items. All right, onward we go. Flooding mitigation, hurricane early worrying of impending disaster. We support the immediate study, implementation, and construction of projects that will address river, bayou, reservoir, and other flood threats to public and private property. Seek the input of those most likely to be affected by a casualty to public or private property to include infrastructure and facilities that affect national security. Address the risk of a storm or a tidal surge that affects the critical industries along the Gulf Coast. Create an early warning system that will immediately alert residents to an impleding flood, wind, or casualty weather event. Establish regional flood control districts where necessary for counties that resolve joint flooding issues. Provide funds to comply with these projects from federal, state, and local funds. Well, that's interesting. And government boards responsible for flood mitigation shall be elected and not appointed. Okay, well, that's something interesting. 
government boards having elections because these guys essentially make law even though they're not supposed to. Just a thought. Governments at all levels must work together to avoid historical bent to push project safety and implementation into the future. Projects must be of the most urgent prior or priority now in order to avoid further trauma, loss of life, loss of personal government and business wealth, and the diminution of the tax base. Well, that is our greatest fear, right? Not being able to have a higher tax base. Tide lands and resources. We assert the state of Texas and all coastal states shall enjoy and maintain jurisdiction and control of the offshore waters of their international water boundaries as well as state inland waterways regarding all natural resources therein and all the federal government shall not set limits on harvesting or taking natural resources therein or allow foreign entities to harvest or take such natural resources therein including minerals, game, Fisheries and hydrocarbons, we also demand that no entity shall usurp Texas's original tideland boundaries. I wonder if that's an issue. Is it possible that our own federal government or perhaps Mexico is interfering on that? I don't know. Something that inquiring minds would like to know. While we're on the subject, yes, while we're on the subject... Let's go on to water resources. While we support the decision by the Texas Supreme Court in preserving individuals' rights to groundwater under their property and their right to capture, we support tying surface rights to ownership to the groundwater rights of ownership. We support regulations that may put limits on a person's capture and use of groundwater. In such use will negatively impact adjoining impact adjoining owners' use their groundwater for private wells, their water supply, or agricultural use. Yeah. So, surface water would mean rainwater. So, they want to regulate your collection and use of rainwater because somebody else might own the groundwater. And based upon who owns the groundwater, they're going to control the rainwater, a.k.a. surface water. I'm not really sure that that's going to have the long-term effects that they think they're going to have. As a matter of fact, I think that the individual homeowners might actually lose. Pretty sure that it's Colorado that's got the messed up law that you can't even collect the rainwater off of your own roof. Well, you know, if you don't put 30 million people into a desert, you really don't have this issue, California. And I guess, in some cases, Texas. But that's not even bringing up Arizona. All right, energy projection. We support free market solutions and immediate removal of government barriers and direct subsidies to production, transportation, reformulation, refining, and distribution of energy. We oppose federally directed plans and proposals that favor renewable energy sources that may constitute a nuisance or otherwise have substantially negative effect or impact, if you prefer, on neighboring landowners, including harming property values of neighborhoods, farms, and ranch areas. Wow, that was a mouthful. Energy innovation. Tech shall take advantage of its independent grid and mines by encouraging providers to build and operate traditional next-generation nuclear power plants, such as molten salt reactors, Free of red tape, they would otherwise incur. To keep the federal government from interfering, Texas should also ensure a supply chain of components and fuel remains in state and off federally claimed lands. Well, there's an idea. I don't know. Create, design, build. However you want, I guess technically it would be design, 
or create, design, and build. Yeah, I guess that's right. Create the idea, design the idea out, and then build said idea for your own independent power supply to boost our grid instead of relying on windmills. All right, moving on. Markets and regulation. Municipal preemption. We encourage the legislature to preempt local government and our efforts to interfere with the state's sovereignty over business, employees, and property rights. This includes, but is not limited to, burdensome regulations on short-term rentals, bag sick leave, trees, and employee criminal screening. We support the preemption of city ordinances that dictate sick leave policies to private businesses. This excludes the handling of emergency orders. I'm sorry, but a lot of that's just plain confusing. We say we want local control until the local control creates a headache and then we go running to the state to correct the local control rather than just elect good people at the local level. Unless, of course, you're in McKinney, Texas and your mayor thinks he's the governor and behaves like a king, but that's all a different story because the governor acts like one too. In any case, back to the platform at hand. On to licensing. We call upon the Texas legislature to review all Texas Department of Licenses and Regulations, business professional licensing programs, and all associated licensing for the purpose of abolishing or removing as many as reasonably possible and repealing those laws, rules, and regulations. Okay, now, normally, I think licensing is a burden that's unnecessary. However... There are a number of applications where said license might be helpful, useful at knowing who's doing what. I have an acquaintance, might even call him a friend, who happens to do a job that he has to be licensed to do. And in the course of his business, Perhaps he can get access to certain things that myself, as a non-licensed individual, would not be able to have access to. His answer is that, you know, by being licensed, they have a record of who I am, what I do, and why I'm looking at these things, and they keep track of those things. We wouldn't want, necessarily, this information to be readily available to others. Now, there are other things that go along with this licensing, but he brings a valid point. There are reasons why certain things are licensed. Now, do I think you need a license to braid somebody's hair or tweeze eyebrows or I don't any number of other things? No, no, a thousand times no. But there are legitimate things that while maybe government isn't the best answer, it is the only probable solution to the issue at this time. Now, someone once asked me, well, what about state safety inspections and what about this? Well, yeah, but insurance companies already extort an extremely large sum of money for, uh, from each of us as drivers or vehicle owners. If they're that worried about how safe the cars are, they would do their own inspections. It's just the way to take money from you, the vehicle owner. And we may cover that later on. But as I carry on here... <clears throat> Practice of law, we support allowing any person to sit for the Texas State Bar, regardless of educational background, as long as criminal and ethical background requirements are met. We oppose a mandatory state bar membership for Texas lawyers. We favor restricting those who may file grievances in legal 
disciplinary process of Texas to those who have standing. Further, we support sanctions for those who weaponize and politicize the legal disciplinary process of Texas. So what this is saying is, is they want to limit the, mm, I guess, union? Yeah, let's go with union. Yeah, union sounds good. They want to limit the power of the union over the lawyers association. Now, I can see why it might be useful to have an association of attorneys to kind of keep tabs on how some of them are behaving. But let's face it, much like teachers and journalists, they all tend to slightly go one way. And they will force compliance in order for you to be successful and stay happy within your chosen line of work. And it's generally not anywhere right of center. So the fact that they would punish somebody, presumably for a minor paperwork error, one would concede that is probably the case. Uh, I'm just not feeling this. I would be very careful to just let anybody under the sun be an attorney. I don't know that that's the best solution. As somebody that once dreamed of being an attorney, I got to say I'd be a little excited if I could just, I don't know, study under another attorney for three or four years and then take up my own practice. That would be pretty cool because, you know what, they used to do that back in the day. And some of those attorneys are pretty good too. But be that as it may, $250,000 worth of debt to go back to law school just does not seem appealing. And I think it's safe to say we have more than enough lawyers at this time. All right, reduce big business regulations. This is the next one. We're going to get back on track here. We believe the following businesses should be immediately or minimally, minimally regulated at all levels. But we don't actually have following businesses. I guess it means every business. And we're going to reference federal laws, minimum wage law, prevailing wage laws, Dodd-Frank, Sarbanes-Oxley, and the Lacey Act all should be repealed. We want to eliminate blue laws, eliminate the three-tier alcohol system, which is production, distribution, and retail, allow manufacturers to sell directly to customers, business licensing, professional licensing, the purchase of edible products, from small farms, and the use of hemp as an agricultural commodity. Now, I guess these are just a list of things that should be reduced. And local municipal laws, including minimum wage laws, blue laws, and mandatory sick and family leave. So I want to take a moment and just jump on this uh, hemp as an agricultural commodity. So, now I know there's a huge dear, well, I don't know. there's a huge disconnect, I guess would be the way I put it, between most people's understanding. Hemp is an entirely different product than marijuana. Hemp has CBD, which is uh, cannabinoid based uh Stillets? I don't know. Whatever. But they have cannabinoids. Both of them do. They're the same plant tree or family, but one has THC that makes you feel happy. 
and the other doesn't have THC. We used to make ropes out of hemp. We used to do all sorts of things out of hemp. As a matter of fact, uh, Henry Ford was a big favor, or was a big uh, fan, if you will, of hemp products. Yet they suddenly became illegal, and of course. You know, there's any number of reasons, DuPont, that that may have come about or the federal government just wanted to, I don't know, arrest people for breaking laws. But this is, uh, I guess it's going to be a call a carryover from our war on some drugs. Uh, but I'm sure we'll have time to revisit this later. Uh, as we're getting a little long in the tooth here, let me speed it back up. Trade agreements. We support free trade as a necessary component of American capitalism and of the United States' influence in the world. But all trade agreements between the federal government and other nations should strictly adhere to the U.S. Constitution and require approval of two-thirds of the Senate. Sounds like a treaty. Origin labeling. We urge all food products entering the United States show not only the country of origin, but also the country where it processed it and the country that packaged it. Predatory towing. We urge the Texas legislature... To enact legislation increasing the criminal penalties resulting from predatory towing and decreasing the state allowed amount that a tower can charge to disincentivize the practice of predatory towing. Municipal permitting. We call on Texas legislature to continue to streamline the building permitting process to ease the burdens and costs of developers and consumers. And we encourage the legislature to monitor the implementation of existing legislation that protects property development rights and close the loopholes in cities that are using to circumvent these laws. We oppose retroactive rulemaking and changing the rule and developments that have already been used. Permits. So basically, they're trying to tell the cities they need to ease up on people. Yeah, good luck with that. And, of course, we go to the Texas resistance to the Great Reset. Texas should be continue to pass legislation needed to protect citizens of Texas from corporate violation of the rights in the Great Reset environmental social governance scheme as follows. Ban corporations who attempt to suppress the funding for Texas industries from doing business with the state of Texas and its subdivisions, making it illegal for banks and financial institutions operating in Texas to make lending decisions based on anything other than financial concerns. The model for such legislation would be the Fair Access to Financial Services Rule promulgated by President Trump's office. The control of the currency was immediately suspended by the current occupant of the White House. Add penalties, Texas law for corporations operating in Texas who lead boycotts against Texas due to legislative action to protect the rights of Texans, decline vaccination, protect the unborn, stop teaching of critical race theory in schools, compete in sports with their own biological gender, and to protect children and juveniles against sexual organ mutilation, hormones, puberty blockers designed to fake transition from one gender to the other. Add explicit protections for the natural right of Texas to keep it in exchange and store their wealth in mediums of exchange, including digital currency, gold, silver coin, bullion, cash, script, and the choice of, of choice to the Texas Bill of Rights. This will stop global institutions and federal government from forcing Texans to use financial services and currency dictated by them. Also, consider expansion or use of existing Texas antitrust law to prohibit collusion between woke corporations to cancel, drive others out of business. Whew, that was a mouthful. Patent protection. We support revising, or reversing, if you will, the state and federal legislation and court decisions that have damaged patent rights for Texas independent inventors and startups. This includes abolishing the administrative <clears throat> tribunals and restoring injunctive relief, thus restoring the U.S. patent system and driving America back to leading the world technology economically and militarily. Now, I heard a really interesting episode directly relating to this on the Tom Woods show. 
Whereupon the guy that was speaking with Tom was indicating that IP is pretty much passe. While I personally have no dog in this hunt, as they say, I find it rather interesting that the use of the patent system before it was warped and changed was a fairly effective way to incentivize people to come up with things. But the idea now is there's so much of this digital IP that we're actually shutting people down and we have a lot of scammers. So I don't know where the balance is here, but I'm going to guess that if somebody actually creates something and actually comes up with a marked improvement or a novel idea, they ought to be protected in some way, shape or form. I don't know what the correct answer is, but I do think that what we did have worked fairly well. But what we have now is clearly not working. So that's just my two cents. <clears throat> On to the next thing. Government accountability. We call upon the Texas legislature to eliminate all special collective bargaining statuses for public employees and to hold all public service accountable to taxpayers through existing civil statutes. We oppose any distribution of taxpayer dollars to unions or associations. Social security privatization, privatization, wow. It's getting a little late in the day. I apologize. My tongue is getting a little twisted. But basically, they want to privatize the social security system. Rural and volunteer fire departments, we urge Congress to overturn the rules of the United States Department of Labor, restricting volunteerism by paid firefighters and emergency medical technician personnel, and to support the protections similar to those provided by the National Guardsmen for service during declared emergencies. Employee stock ownership plans. Republicans support a maximum economic opportunity for its citizens to believe that legal limits on employee ownership of Texas firms by employee stock Ownership plans, trust should be eliminated. We also believe that changes in ownership from private individuals to a majority ownership by ESOP should not create a disadvantage when doing business with the state of Texas or political subdivisions of the state. We believe the state of Texas should encourage the creation of more ESOPs by making information easily available to businesses located in Texas. Unions. We support legislation requiring labor unions to obtain consent of the union member before the member's dues can be collected for political purposes. We oppose car check. Texas should prohibit governmental entities from collecting dues for labor unions through deductions from the public employee paychecks. We also encourage the adoption of the National Right to Work Act. Okay, just a special note here on unions. I imagine in 1915, unions were quite helpful. I imagine in 1930, unions actually have a function still. I even imagine in 1980... When they weren't killing the businesses that they were supposed to be working for, there was some positive impact in some sectors of a union. But today's day and age, the only functioning unions, if you will, are for municipal and state and federal employees. Why might that be? Oh, I don't know, because when you have pension plans, that your business has to pay for, and you get two or three generations of people working there, those businesses go under. It's only government that can offer a pension and actually pay a pension for generation after generation after generation because they can just take their money from you. When you have a business, you have to sell more product or better product 
or more expensive product to make enough money to cover said pension costs, and eventually it gets just too much. But when you're government, well, you know, pay up or we'll just take it. And if not, we have men's with gu- men with guns that will show up at your house and make sure you pay it. Be careful what you wish for, folks. Be careful what you wish for. <clears throat> Transportation. Freedom of travel. We impose the Biden infrastructure and green energy plan that threatens our freedom of travel. Imposes federal mileage tax as well as DEI, which I call DI, which is, of course, diversity, equity, or and inclusion, or those other social justice policies on Texas taxpayers and drivers. We oppose anti-car measures that punish those who choose to travel alone in their own personal vehicle and oppose any measure that would impose a road diet Mandates to shrink auto capacity or intentionally clog vehicle lanes to force deference to pedestrian, bike, or mass transit options whose users don't pay a gas tax. Well, I'm not really super worried about that. We urge Texas legislators to protect drivers from those California-style anti-driver policies in Texas. All right. Now, I'm going to have to divert here just a little bit. First of all, the... DEI die stuff that just needs to go away in general and why it has anything to do with cars I don't know but here's the biggest thing you need to remember inexpensive cars are for people that need to move up in the world the expensive cars are for people that have made it and then there's a whole lot of cars made in between for the rest of us now you can say well Cheap cars aren't as safe or they're not as environmentally friendly. Well, yeah, but most people that buy a cheap car don't intend on keeping it forever, nor do they see that as their ultimate goal. And for those of you that think you're signaling then just how awesome you are by your electric vehicle, you should know that the production cost time and resources to create an electric vehicle far, far surpass that of a standard gasoline engine vehicle. But hey, you know, you get to pretend you're doing your part to save the environment. The idea that we would want to restrict automobile travel has far more to do with the fact that they just want to restrict you. They don't want you to be able to travel. They don't want you to be able to go places without their controls. They don't want you to be able to decide what's best for you. They really will use any excuse to reel us in. So we must reject this. Now I know, I know there's some well-meaning people that think if we just ride in buses, things will get better. Well, I'm here to tell you that's not exactly how that works. There are people here that think if we will just put trains in or trolleys, it'll get better. Well, maybe trolleys served a purpose back in the day. And maybe trains serve a purpose when you're in a highly densely populated corridor and you need to move massive quantities of people from point A to point B and it reduces some of the congestion on the freeway if some of these people are able to or willing to ride on a train. But that's just not realistic for Dallas-Fort Worth. Probably not even Houston. And Austin, well, they're going to pretend it is, but it's not. And in San Antonio, no, I don't think so. Now, I could maybe be convinced 
that there would be some benefit to putting in some kind of high-speed transportation corridor between the four big cities, or the triangle, if you will, much like we used to have with the airlines. Maybe somebody could convince me, but I think that'd just be cost-prohibitive at this time. Of course, that's just my thought on the matter. You can feel free to think what you want. As we transition back over to vehicle taxes, vehicle registration should only be paid one time at the point of sale and should be based on the price actually paid on the vehicle or trailer and only commercial vehicles should be required to get a state safety inspection. See, I told you it was going to come back again. If you're really concerned about the safety of your vehicle, you can have your insurance company check it. Any repair facility worth its salt will let you know if you have a problem when you go in for an oil change, which you should be doing on average every six months. Be that as it may, under toll roads, we believe that tolls should come off the road when the debt is retired. And if that is ever restructured or refinanced, the payoff date needs to remain the same. Public-private partnerships, toll authorities, and construction. This is also called fascism, in case you didn't know that. Um, we oppose pu- private-public partnerships specifically regarding toll projects. We oppose conversion of existing roads or lanes into Toll Roads 121. And we oppose the use of taxpayer money to subsidize any toll road products projects. Excuse me. And we call upon the lawmakers to adequately fund our highways without hidden tax tolls or the remain- rating of the emergency funds. It seems like we shouldn't have to tell them this, but here we are. Toll administration and collections. We urge the legislature to pass a uniform toll collection and billing procedure that prohibits excessive fines and fees, along with other pro-taxpayer reforms, such as requiring agencies to send out accurate bills prior to adding fees and fines. Immediately notify drivers if payment card is not working. Allow payment plans to be set up prior to being put into collections. We call upon the legislature to pass legislation to decriminalize the failure to pay tolls. Not really sure why it's a criminal thing to make an error in making a payment to a private corporation. Hmm. And high-speed rail. Taxpayer money should not fund or subsidize high-speed rail, nor should eminent domain be used in construction of high-speed rail. 100% agree with that one. All right, COVID response. The COVID-19 liability business should not be held liable for any customer frequency or business was later confirmed to have tested positive for the 19 or anything else for that matter. Jobs are essential. We are urge the Texas state legislature to adopt legislation that recognizes and establishes all businesses and jobs are as essential and a fundamental right. Governments do not have the authority to determine what entitles or what entities are essential during an emergency. Hmm. I think I know a certain county judge that said we're all essential. Now, unfortunately, the governor decided otherwise and said judge was not willing to fight it out in the courts, which he would have lost anyway because the state is the sovereign, but it would have at least looked good. Um, it is important to remember your county judge does have a lot of authority, particularly when there are emergencies, and that's why it matters who you elect. <clears throat> government mandates. No government entity may require a business via financial or legal coercion to act as an enforcement arm of the state, such as the egregious action when local governments require businesses to enforce mask mandates or be fined and closed. Hmm... That sounds familiar too. 
make somebody else do your dirty work. Oh, I'm sure we'll get to that later. All right, privacy information, freedom in the internet. Doxy and Swati, we recommend the state legislator. Can... Oh, get a little tired here. Oh. Excuse me. We recommend the state legislature consider modifying state law to take into account the implication of doxing results in the harm of one business or person, swatting the criminal harassment tactic of deceiving an emergency service into sending a police or emergency response team to another person's address. Regulating the internet, we oppose efforts to implement net neutrality on internet service providers. Personal data privacy would demand all rights to privacy that individuals have in their homes should be extended to all digital data via the use of strong public key encryption technologies. We call upon Texas to prohibit vendors of the state of Texas and its subdivisions from selling or sharing data captured and providing services to Texas. We support laws limiting the ways in which in internet providers, electronic applications, websites, schools, government entities, and others may access the electronic communications or documents of all texans two more folks hang on hang on social media freedom we call on congressional delegation to push for the reform of section 230 of the citizens decency act to limit the ability of online social media platforms to censor the speech of citizens in the new digital town square which they currently control we support texas legislative efforts such as House Bill 20 to afford texas residents the power to sue big tech companies for targeting and censorship for those of you that are not aware Section 230 distinguishes the difference between a publisher and a platform. If you are a platform, that means you do not interfere with what other people post there and you do not even assert any control over it and you are protected in such ways. However, if you are a publisher, that means you maintain creative control and content of that's displayed and therefore because you maintain said control you are potentially re- responsible for what goes on there but you have to take one or the other and lastly we have cybersecurity self-defense we support hackbacks defined as counterattacks aimed at disabling or collecting evidence against a perpetrator such as a legitimate form of self-defense of persons and organizations in order to ensure their cybersecurity the right to defend oneself in the current era must be extended to preserve the safety property and livelihood of texans for those of you that were not following along or didn't quite understand or didn't get to hear the testimony by none other than a mr chris betts the fact of the matter is, is people invade your home and you can catch them. And if it's at night, you can shoot them and you are protected. However, if somebody tries hacking your computer and you just happen to be a hacking guru and you go back, you're guilty of a crime. And if you're not guilty, they're going to try and make you guilty. That's scary stuff. It's self-defense, and I am all for self-defense, and I would encourage everybody else to be all for self-defense, because without self-defense, there's not much left. Well, friends, I hope you found this at least somewhat entertaining, hopefully educational, and honestly, informational. We are now on the finance section, which we'll knock out tomorrow, I imagine, and then we'll go on to the juggernaut that is education folks it is late i stayed up late to knock this out i'm closing in on 40 minutes which is a little long for me so let me just say if you found this useful entertaining educational informational whatever please like share 
follow. I don't know. Talk to somebody in real life and tell them, hey, this uh, Stephen Callis has got a show. It's called According to Callis. It's pretty good. And you know what? He focuses a lot on local issues and state issues. But that does not mean he ignores what goes on at the federal level. And I just want you all to know, as a uh, converted Texan, as a uh, long-term resident, now uh, adopted uh, nationalist, I encourage you all to be involved in every local election, everything that goes on around you. It's been said that for evil to triumph, good men just need to do nothing. Well, I am very, very tired of such a large segment of our society coasting, just thinking, well, Texas is red. Texas is conservative. The Republicans run Texas. We don't have to do anything. We're always going to win. That's not true. Because you same people have sent your children to government indoctrination camps, also known as public schools. You need to be concerned, very concerned. And if you're a grandparent and you're retired, I would highly encourage you, take the time to deprogram your children over the weekends and especially the summers. Take the time. Spend a little bit less time on that golf course or in your uh, crochet class or whatever you know fits your boat. I'm not throwing, not meaning to throw uh, disparaging remarks, just saying, reprioritize now i will tell you that you know i'm still a parent i got one kid in college pretty busy but at some point in the future i'm hoping that i have enough stuff taken care of that i can invest hours a day or a day out of the weekend to spend time with my grandkids to make sure that they understand the true history the understanding of civics proper application of, I don't know, biblical understanding. Um, And I know there's different sectarian views on that. I'm just, when they say, well, the Bible's silent on that, most of the time they're just plain wrong. Sometimes when they say the Bible commands that, but it just whispers on these things, they're lying to you. If you believe in in the errant word of God, then anything stated there should be something you're willing to run your life off of, which is not to say we don't fail, miss the goal, or otherwise measure up. It just means that that's the guidestone. That's where we're supposed to be going. You can love the Constitution. You can love the Texas State Constitution. You can love your state. You can love your country. You can even love your religion. But that means you have to respect everybody else along the way. That's one of the things I really try and bring out. It's real easy to call names. It's real easy to make fun of people. And I will occasionally do that because it's easy and it's fun. But it's far more important to focus on the issues, the issue or the problems and deal with them. And rather than just always complain, offer solutions. And that is the purpose of According to Callus. I look at everything through the lens of my entire life experience and all the things that I think about and see. And I've got all these various influences in my life. And I try and distill it down to 
a unified worldview informed by my Christianity, but applied by a mindset where I want to be as consistent as possible in doing the things that I say and saying the things that I think. I don't claim to be perfect. I don't think anybody is. The last guy that was perfect was killed for it. And fortunately, he reigns on the right hand of the Father. And at some point, we're all going to get to kneel before him. Some seem to think that's going to be sooner rather than later. I don't know, and I don't have a strong opinion on that at the moment. But I will tell you this. I will see you on the other side.